Hello, and welcome to the Jesus and a Cup of Joe podcast, the show that brings you a conversation about Jesus, the Bible, and life. Here is your host, Royce Bottoms. Hey guys, I hope you're staying warm today. Hope and pray you're staying safe. And I hope you got you a good cup of Joe and you're ready to go. So getting ready for today's episode, I was contemplating several thoughts, several thoughts, several ideas, however you want to say it. And I was trying to figure out what was the best way to go. And I was driving to work one morning, listening to um, a local Christian radio station, 104.7 The Fish out of Atlanta. And I heard a song come on. It was about six something in the morning. I heard a song come on from Andrew Rip uh, entitled Jericho. Song I've heard dozens of times. I got it on my playlist. But this particular time and this particular day, it resonated with me. I was able to listen to the song and, and listening to the chorus and all of this. And I thought, that's it. That's what I should do an episode on. Jericho. Talk about the walls. Talk about the things that are going on. Because how easy it is, honestly, today uh, to to talk about anything that's going on in the world today and back it up with scripture and share it with you guys. But I believe that all of us are suffering from the walls we have around us. And so that's what I want to get into today. I want to see if if there's any lessons that we can learn from God on how to not put ourselves behind these walls. So we all know the story of of uh, Joshua leading the Israelites, right? So before Moses died, he declared that Joshua was going to be the successor and he was going to lead the Israelites to the promised land. He had to cross the Jordan River and Jericho was the first city that the Israelites had to conquer before they made it to the promised land. And this uh, story, I should say, this story is full of the the grace, the mercy, the power, everything that we as believers need today. We know that these walls are thick in the in the uh, in the scriptures. This is uh, historical books found in the Old Testament. Uh, it's in the book of Joshua. We know that the the walls are thick. We know that. They're solid. They're not supposed to allow any enemies in. They're not going to let the Israelites in. This area is supposed to be unconquered, but they did it. They conquered it. Okay. So how did they do it? They did it because God gave them a specific command on what to do. He gave them instructions that would cause these walls to collapse. All right, and this is found in Joshua 6, 4, and 5. It says, on the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have the whole army give a shout and the walls will collapse and the army will go up and everyone will go straight in. So he gathered the priest, he gathered the army, and for six days he marched around the city. But on the seventh day, he did exactly what God told him to do. And when the trumpets sound and the army shouted, the sound of the trumpets and the men, as loud as they were, caused these walls to collapse. And they were able to go right on in and take the city. So to Joshua and the armies and the priests, it seemed like a different approach of overthrowing a city. However, Joshua led the Israelites to do what God instructed him. And according to the Lord's promise, the Israelites 
Being obedient to what God instructed on the seventh day, those walls fell with an amazing victory for the Israelites. So what is it that we can learn from this? So doing my research, I found seven lessons that I believe that we could learn from about the walls of Jericho. Now, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, just talking about Jericho in general, there are so many different ways that you could go with this because it is such a a, um, a story that could fit with everything that's going on around us today. But the first lesson that we could learn is follow God, even if the journey seems impossible or unexpected. All right. Like I said, these walls should have never been um Broken. They should never went in. But what Joshua and Israelites were up against seemed impossible to overcome. But they followed God anyway and, and with full trust and hope into his promise and his faithfulness that he would indeed fight for them and claim the land that was promised to them. All the believers can rest assured that even when the path seems impossible or it's not expected, if we are prayful uh, to follow God's plan for us, and be worthy and, and follow every step that he tells us. Anything that's impossible to us is possible by God. And that is more true than ever today if you think about it. All right. When things seem impossible or unexpected, God can make a way. He He's doing it today. Now, granted, our country is not in the best shape. The world is not in the best shape. There's a lot of darkness. There's a lot of evil in the world today. But the believers, the the faithful ones that are holding on to the word of God, they are finding that when things are impossible, God makes it possible. He is with us every step of the way. And it's just believing. It's having faith. It's putting your hope and, and trust. It's putting everything into this. And that's what it takes today. All right. When we listen, we can hear God speaking to us. So when God speaks, we need to be able to listen. He spoke to Joshua and Joshua listened because Joshua took the time to listen to God and seek his direction and heard clearly from the Lord on what steps to take. He was able to conquer Jericho. Christians today should learn that valuable lesson and about the importance of making space to hear from God. When it uh, when we need to stop and take time to listen, read the scripture, spend time in prayer, be still, worship, journal, whatever, we need to be able to hear from God and be able to understand when he's guiding us. We need to take time to stop and listen. We need to make that space for God. So first we have to understand that God's going to be with us. He's going to make things possible that are impossible, but now we got to listen to God. What did what did it, what did He tell Isaiah when when Isaiah was hiding? All right, and it said that that uh, the Lord wasn't in the earthquakes, He wasn't in the fire and the strong winds, but He was in the small, still voice. And today, that rings out more true than ever is we need to take time to stop, turn off the busyness in our lives, the the craziness that's around us, shut it off to be able to focus on what God is saying to us. It It's amazing, honestly. It is simply amazing on how many times we run into people who 
who get so upset because, oh, I haven't heard from God. I, I keep praying and nothing's happening and so on and so forth. And the question still is the same. Are you taking time to stop and listen? Well, no, because, you know, little Jimmy's got a baseball game. Little little Sally's got a ballet lessons and, and I got to work and I got no shut everything off. Take time. Read the scripture, spend time in prayer, be still and worship. We have to be able to hear from God and discern on how the spirit is going to guide us in our steps. Loudness is not going to do that. Craziness is not going to do that. Being busy all the time is not going to do that. Be still and know that I'm God. That's what the scriptures say. God is purposeful and not random. Right? God didn't instruct Joshua and his army to storm up to the city and upon arrival and that he would say, okay, you, you go ahead and do this and I'll be with you in a minute. He didn't say that, hey, it's going to take this, but, but, you know, y'all have to be patient because I got to do this or I got to do that. No. God is purpose, purposeful and not random. Okay. We have ups and downs in life. We feel that we are caught off guard, but God knows what is coming and will make out uh, the good out of all the circumstances for all of those who love him. All right. In our lives, we are, have meaning and significance because God is writing each of our stories with purpose. So if you look at Romans 8.28, it says, We know that all things good that God works for the good and for those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. That's Romans 8.28. So where are we at so far? We got three, we got three in, we got four left. First of all, we know that God can take things that are impossible, make them possible. If we stop and listen, we can hear from God. And God does things not by random, not by happenstance. He does them according to his plan because he is writing each of our stories. And he's got us on a great journey. All right. The outcome may not be instant. So we got to keep waiting on the Lord. That's the hardest thing right there. Keep waiting on the Lord, all right? The Israelites were not given permission by God to simply storm up to the city when they were ready. They had to wait seven days. They marched, they camped, they waited on God to move. Perhaps some of the armed men wondered if marching around the walls, if they were really going to be able to claim victory over Jericho. Many others thought that the best way to win is to have a good military strategy. We find ourselves thinking very similar thoughts when it comes to waiting on the Lord. The answer is to keep waiting on the Lord. Those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. Isaiah 4, uh, 40, 31. Waiting on the Lord depends on our faith and increases our trust in Him. While we wait with faith, God is certainly transforming and renewing us. Absolutely true. Uh, Isaiah 40, 31. For those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. Think about it. That is the toughest thing to do, isn't it? To wait on the Lord. When the Lord says, look, I'm going to do something for you. I'm going to do something great in your life. This is going to happen. And you're like, okay, when when, when can I have it? You're like a kid. When can I have it? Is it coming now? Okay, all right, I got to wait. Now, is it coming now? No, it's coming in, in, in God's time. And see, that's where we have our issues is 
We want things in our time instead of God's time. We need to stop thinking like that, okay? Number one, we are not God's. We serve a God. We are not God's. We need to quit putting ourselves first thinking we are more important than anything else because God's timing, God's purpose in our lives is more important than us, period, hands down. Something else we need to learn and understand is we need God. We can't do everything on our own. The Israelites could have marched around those walls millions of times. They could have blown the horns thousands of times and shouted until they lost their voice. But without God's power, the wall would have never fell. We are not entirely self-sufficient. We truly need God. We need to depend on him. We need him to win our battles, to empower us, to love one another, to overcome our obstacles, to make lasting impacts on the world. We need God in our friendship, our careers, our marriages, our families. We need God. When we are tempted to think otherwise, let us find wisdom from this biblical story and understand that we indeed need God in the rest of our lives. We need to have the Lord in everything that we do. That is one of our major issues in today's world is we have put God out of everything. We have kicked God out of our, our churches in some aspects. We've kicked God out of our schools. We kicked him out of our uh, workplaces. And in some marriages, we've kicked God out. In some homes, we've kicked God out. We've kicked God out of a lot of places. And now we are going, well, why is he not here to help us? Why is he not here when I call on him? Because you've kicked him out. You've closed the door. You told him he wasn't wanted. And now you're busy. You're busy struggling. You're busy running around with a chicken with your head cut off. And you can't hear him when he's telling you to stop. Just stop and listen. But we don't. We're running around. We're, we're scared. We have the bills to pay. This is going on. The world's coming to an end. We're like chicken little. We need to just stop for a minute and, and listen, we are not that self-sufficient. We are not. We need God in our lives. Obedience and, and God matters. If the Israelites re resisted the instructions given to God to Joshua, the walls would have never come down. The Israelites would have lost, been forced out of the promised line, land, but their obedience mattered. This is still true today for, for believers. Living righteously according to God's way rather than living in your own ways makes a difference. We find encouragement from, from this story to be obedient to God. And we look at the blessings that, that came. We look to, look at the blessings that came. We have to be obedient. We have to listen. We have to, I, I don't know how else to say this. I mean, it's, it's sad when we cannot focus long enough to do what is right. Okay. We don't want to be obedient. We want to just do our own things. Um, Luke eleven twenty eight. 28. Um, God, this is the Lord speaking. He said, blessed are those who hear the word of God and obey it. So are you being obedient today? Are you listening to what God's telling you? Are you taking time to know that he has a plan and a purpose for your life? Are you taking time to stop and listen to him? Or are you too busy running around? 
right? The last uh, section of this is what God promises he will fulfill. God promised the Israelites the land, the walls of Jericho fell, and it is a grand reminder that God fulfills what he promises. A huge amount of time passed between what God initially promised uh, the land to the Israelites and when they actually entered and claimed the land. But regardless on how much time passed, God will always make good on his promises. We can trust that God is faithful in his promises and will be at peace while we wait for the promise to come to pass. God always makes good. There is nothing that that God will not do. Or I should say this. Let me rephrase that. If God says he's going to do something in your life, he's going to do it. He's never going to renege on it. All right. He's not us. He's not human. We do that quite often. We promise people a lot of things. We we promise even our loved ones. Yeah, I'll I'll go to this uh, movie with you. Then all of a sudden we renege on it. Or I, I'll go do this or I'll do that and we renege on it because it's not what we want to do. It doesn't fulfill our purpose. It doesn't fulfill our needs. But see, God's not like that. Because we are his children, he loves us. How much does he love us? He loved us so much he sent his only son to die for us. And that if we would believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, we could be saved and we can call heaven our home. Um, one of the discussions that um, I have gotten into here recently is is talking about salvation and 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 the like with with a lot of different people listening to their thoughts and their ideas, um, even a couple of self-proclaimed atheists, which. There is no such thing because the atheist believes in something. So it's hard for them to be an atheist. But, you know, it's amazing on how things that are happening around people are causing people to to rethink their stance on things. Um, now, granted, we still unfortunately have the war in Israel going on. We still have the protesting of that war. We still have a lot of young people who in my mind and honestly are just pure ignorant to what is truly going on. They're just going for whatever the, the crowd's doing by the protesting and things of this nature. And it's, and it's sad because there's still people losing their lives. There's still people dying and we have all this protest and we have all this garbage going on for no reason. Okay. So we need to understand that, the account for these walls coming down was a significant part of God's promise for the Israelites. And we need to understand that the walls can remind us that, that God's power and faithfulness is there for all of us who wants to believe in and put our hope in. Because this should be a reminder, all right? This story should be a reminder. There's nothing in your life that is too tough too big for God to handle. There's nothing in your life. If you put walls around your yourself because of uh, maybe addictions or, or maybe fear or anxiety, ladies and gentlemen, listen to me today, please. You have an opportunity to call out on the Lord Jesus Christ, call out on the on God and tear those walls down and start living the way God wants you to live. You have that that ability. Don't let the devil keep you locked up. Those walls should not be your prison. There is there is a a a bigger plan than being in those prisons that you created for yourself. 
And I've been there. I've done it to myself. I've built walls around myself. I built walls when, when things happen to me, we all go into a defensive stance and we want to build the walls and not let people in and we don't want to get hurt. But you know what that ends up doing? That isolates us. And if it isolates us, it causes us more, uh, trust issues and more being able to open up and love one another. And by doing that, we are giving the devil what he wants, which is separating us from God. Why do we want to do that? When we have the ability and we have the, the, uh, the chance just to, to be with God 24 seven, if we choose, all we have to do is call on him, listen, be obedient. Everything that you already know what to do is what you need to do. And by doing this, I'm telling you, your relationship with the Lord will change. Those walls will come down. Light will shine back in. There won't be hardly any darkness in your life because you will be following what God has already in store for you. So I'm, I'm asking you today, are you willing to give up the walls? Are you willing to, to, to crash them down and walk out? People are suffering. I know this. I believe that's one of the reasons why I'm, I'm here doing this episode today because looking, looking at these, this song, looking at the lyrics of this song, right? Of all of my fears are like Jericho's walls. They got to come down and that the Lord turned my prison into ruins. When your love moves in, all of my fears are like Jericho's walls. They got to come down and come down. That is true. All right. I'm not a singer. I'm not going to sing it. I was just reading the verse, but I, I, I challenge you to go find the song and listen to it and just, just close your eyes and listen to it and ask yourself, is this me? Is this happening to me? Because the love that God has can set you free. The love that God has can free you and allow you to grow and live without having those walls around you. Okay. But that is today's episode. That is the thought that I had on on my heart today. So I hope and pray that you got something out of it. Okay. I hope and pray. So uh, real quick, I want to thank everyone for listening today. I hope and pray that, uh, like I said, you stay warm, especially with the way this weather is across the U.S. Um, if you want to know more about Jesus and a Cup of Joe, you go to our website, jesusandacupofjoe.com. Subscribe, follow, and share. Subscribe to the podcast. Uh, subscribe to our news newsletter at Substack. It's called Beyond the Twelve. Um, you know, follow us on our social media. Share us with your friends and family. Listeners like you are the reason why I enjoy doing this. Is to be able to share this with you guys. I believe 2024 is going to be challenging, but I'm looking forward to it because I also believe that God's got a lot in store. All right, there's going to be some ups and downs, but I believe there's going to be a lot of blessings out there. Um, that's going to happen. And all we can keep doing is just lifting our eyes up and thanking our, our, our Lord for everything that he's doing, he's done, and he will do. Okay. So, you know, with all that being said, thank you so much. Um, I hope you guys have a great day. And just remember, you always start your day with Jesus and a cup of Joe. God bless. fighting a war against veteran suicide and we're losing. In fact, 22 veterans take their own life each day. I know 
because I was almost one of them. So this is your mission. Help us claim the 22. You can give our vets the hope and encouragement they need to get well. And it's as simple as a post or a tweet. Let's turn every 22 into a show of support. Let's win the war against veteran suicide. Your mission begins at mission22.com.